You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code GPR10, GPR, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning. Welcome to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with Brian Kilcommons, and we are live for another edition of Great Pets Radio. We welcome your calls this morning at one 888 441-9876, where we like to talk about the health and behavior of your pets. So if you have questions, give us a call. Otherwise, uh, top of the morning, Mr. Co-Commons. Dr. McKiernan. So, interesting week. Three dogs with aggression. So, one was in Long Island, and I couldn't get out to that, um, unfortunately. Um, but uh, they adopted this Karen Terrier early on. Uh, she was now three years old. Well, Karen Terrier. Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that Toto? Yeah. You're telling me Toto's not a nice dog? Well, Toto's no longer here. But th- um, but they're generally nice dogs, are they not? Yes, but, you know, any dog can go awry. Yeah. If it's not handled, some are easier than others. So it bit the other dog in the family, and it bitten a number of family members. Oh, boy. So... Uh, it was a very difficult decision uh, for them. I wasn't suggesting that. I felt the dog could be brought around, but I couldn't get out there. So uh, they decided to euthanize the dog. So I wrote them, and also she had a 14-year-old son who was really upset. Well, you know, Brian, I mean, we've worked together on cases that I've had in the past, and that, you know, you infrequently, and really infrequently, I can probably count on one hand over the 15 years that you've made that decision to say, this dog isn't trainable i mean you you know you've gone out there before in the past and said i can't you know what it's not so much as far as the dog not being trainable it's the situation are there kids in the house are the people capable of maintaining the standards that you need i mean there are a lot of variables um and once the dog bites they're in a different position legally Mm -hmm. so it makes it much more difficult but one of the good news is i saw a client yesterday with a three-year-old german shepherd has bitten three people. No one can get in the house when he's there. Oh, gosh. When they're home. So uh, I met with him yesterday. I had a two-hour session. And, you know, they're getting it. I spoke with her this morning. But it, it's funny what pe- people do. One, they don't understand what's going on with the dog. They rationalize. But at least they're consulting you and not saying we're fine. Oh, yeah. Because that doesn't always happen. Very much so. I mean, I have one person in mind, and I'm going to paraphrase what was said to me. It, what was said is... I know my dog doesn't like other people and other dogs, but he doesn't have to because he lives with me. He doesn't see a lot of other dogs and a lot of other people. He's just fine. Whatever you want to live with. Yeah. Well, the problem is that dogs do see other people (laughs) eventually, and they do see other dogs. So that's a flawed argument. Let's take it a step further, you know, because this guy can get in his car and go to the mall and go shopping. He can go out to dinner with friends. This dog is basically in the gulag. It's in the house and the yard. That is the total experience the dog is having in life. The dog 
there's no way that the dog is not going to become more protective and more territorial as right. time goes on, therefore more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And one of the things where my heart goes out to dogs like this, I walked in this house yesterday, and I, we had a muzzle on him, um, and I'm looking at him and just going, you know, you are just so confused and so unhappy and so anxious that to be able to work the dog through it. So what we did is dog was very aggressive in the house and also aggressive in the yard. So I said, fine, let's go to neutral territory. Let me take him from you. And, and we went down to a schoolyard, got the dog from them. There was not an incident. He didn't try to bite me. He's just absolutely confused. I started, well, you've seen this a thousand times with me. I started working him up. I started getting some relationship with him. He relaxed and he calmed down. Right? Taught them. There were five family members. Four of them handled this dog. By that time, the dog was absolute toast. You know, there's physical exercise and there's mental exercise. Training is mental exercise. And this dog is very smart. He's a German Shepherd. He has a good work ethic. But I looked at him and I went, you know, he's jello. So we went back to the house, took the muzzle off. He's walking around. There must be five or six people there, some family, some not. Also, Tony Kay was the trainer that I put in business. She was with me. And we're throwing treats at the dog. The dog went from, you know, looking at you going, I'm going to kill you, to turning around going, hey, what do you got? Right. And so I spoke with the client this morning because I want to follow up, especially with aggression. I don't let them to their own devices. How's it going? She goes, best walk I ever had in the three years that I've had him. You know, he stayed right with me. We passed people. We passed other dogs. There wasn't an incident. I went, terrific. That is, you know, you should be very proud of yourself. She's really applying herself, and she's going to get the results because of it. And I want to mention something else uh, after I finish this point. So she goes, yeah, they're having a motorcycle demo in town, and we're going to take him to town to see how he does. It's like, wait a minute. How? Why? You don't even have your foundation work in where this dog is listening consistently. You're still learning your handling and being comfortable with that. Why would you take a dog, put him in a high-stimulation area around people with motorcycles where he's going to be overwhelmed? It's a recipe for disaster. She goes, we shouldn't take him. I said, no, give him a break. Leave him at home. I said, let's look at it like this, Sue. I worked with you yesterday. I'm going to have you handle this dog in the house without his muzzle. I'm going to bring 10 different people over, and they're going to come up and pet him. How do you think it's going to go? She goes, oh, no, you wouldn't do that. I said, of course I wouldn't. I'd be setting you up for failure. But do you get the point? Exactly. So she she did. So the question is, what... You know, this particular case you're talking about, why is this dog, was he being protective of the homestead? I know you can say he needs a hobby, he may be bored, but what set this dog off where you got him to a neutral site and then he kind of turned around once he started working with you? Well, he was overprotective with the woman. And what they said, well, he's protective. I said, no, he's not. He's out of control. You wouldn't let your husband do this. You know, that Come whole, near my wife and I punch you in the head. But that whole, okay. that whole term protection is something that uh, people uh, people want you know, it, it's kind of like having that extra alarm system on the house. They've rationalized the behavior. But it's, yeah, and it's very dangerous. I mean, Brian, there, there, was, uh, there was something here that I was reading earlier about a, I don't know if you remember, well, you, of course you do, we talked about it. In, in San Francisco, there was a dog that not Two only dogs. It killed a woman. 
Right, two dogs. Yeah, the lady's name was uh, Diane Whipple, and yep. she was from she was a college lacrosse coach, 33 years old, and she was attacked by uh, a, a dog. Carne uh, Corso. Yep. Mm-hmm. A, uh, cross between English Mastiff and a Canary Island fighting dog. Anyways, one latched onto Whipple's neck while the other one, uh, yada, yada, yada. So th- this happened in 01. Now, years later, they appealed this case, and, uh, and, they, and the appeals court upheld it. This woman, or this owner of the dog, is now right. serving 15 years to life in jail. Good. Yeah. Th- you know, there, there's a whole murky story behind this, but also these dogs were protection trained. Anyway, <clears throat> are you having aggression problems with your dogs or neighbors? Give us a call, 888-441-9876. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.com forward slash GPR to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.com. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And, you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So, in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. I'm waiting for the scream. Uh, <laughs> Whitney Houston two weeks ago and Warren Zevon today. Hey, listen, everybody. It is going to be 90 degrees out today. So if you're leaving to go somewhere, leave your dog at home. Don't take him to that air show. Don't take him anywhere around in the car. Leave him at home today. It's way too hot. Summer's back. You know what I found with a lot of people? And this is just after decades of handling dogs. When I approach a dog um, or I'm caring for a dog, I always look at it as, what is the worst thing that can happen? Because if I anticipate that, it will never happen. Where you always get into trouble is going, ah, that's okay, it won't happen. I'm not going to leave him in the car for that long. Yeah. No, it can happen. And I've, I've known people it's happened to, and it's a very sad occurrence. So don't just, you know, all of us have so much on our minds, so much going on. We've got to go here. We've got to go there. And days like today, we've talked about it before, but it's just a friendly reminder. Leave him at home. So. At home, at home, at home. So, so anyways, our number, one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. But I want to go back to this aggression case, Brian, because as you we were talking off air, and people tend to rationalize it. They tend to think it's an okay behavior. Well, you know? if he's being protective, then it's an okay behavior because there, there's a reason for it. What it actually is is it's dangerous. Right. Most of the people coming into our homes are friends, family, or some type of business associate, whether they're doing work on the property or some other function there. So there really isn't a threat. And with really overprotective dogs, which I tell these clients yesterday, 
I said, you know, you'll never have a problem with this dog not being protective. You uh, will have a problem with him being overprotective. Yeah. And, and you know, there are some cases where the, let's say, husband and wife, one or the other is able to control the dog, right? So suddenly the husband can control the dog when nobody else can, but that's still an okay thing. I can control him. No, what just, else do I, well, we're, no, this is their, this is their train of thought. Right. So what else do I need to do? I don't need to do anything. I can control this dog. We're fine. Well, great. So what happens when you go away for a vacation? What happens when that dog needs to go to the vet? And this has happened. We literally could not get a dog out of a car one day. It was trying to kill everybody. Poor dog had thrown up 20 times. We're trying to help it out. And this dog wanted to just just eat people. <laughs> right. It, it, there are a lot of dogs that cannot go into the vet without being muzzled yeah. and out of control. And no training is done to change that perspective on the dog's part. But and it, some of the other things. The dog barks when he's put in his kennel. So the husband yells at him. So I'm looking at him going, hmm, did he stop? He goes, no. But I keep telling him no. I said, so how many times have you told him no? He goes, I don't know, hundreds. He goes, do you think it's because he's trying to be difficult, or maybe that's not the approach to take? (laughs) It's like dialing the wrong phone number. You can get mad at the phone. It's not going to change it. (laughs) Uh, You can't blame some dogs. They just... You know, as but, you said, their middle name is no. But, but people don't understand this. Yeah. And the thing is, is the dog is controlling the house. He is deciding who comes in and who doesn't. The, the tension in the house. The main reason, after I met this dog, I could have taken the muzzle off because I knew I could get control over him and he wasn't going to bite me. The reason I kept the muscle, muzzle on was because of the owner. She has been so freaked out by his behavior, and she's so frightened that he's going to hurt somebody, that she's standing there, and it's like a vibrating piece of steel going, right. oh, honey, breathe. Right. And and it can only, and a lot of times what happens is, I've seen, is that, you know, some of these dogs may have been rescued, and there is such a sense of, I have to save this dog. I cannot, you know, I... Regardless of what happens, they just feel, I, I can't put this dog to sleep, nor, nor, nor am I, you know, I'm not advocating that, but they'll just, they'll keep going and going and people keep getting bit. No, and, but, um, but what happens with rescue dogs, and, and there's no way of knowing this with about 99% of the cases, right, is they go, he was abused. Again, rationalizing the behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people who grew up that were abused. Mm-hmm. If you really focus on that and the abuse the behavior becomes worse Mm -hmm. you know when i take a dog that's been abused i treat them like they're normal because that's what i need to bring them up to right being normal they never had normal so they need somebody to treat them like they're normal you know to bring around and going it was somebody walks by with a hat and they're like oh my god it's i'm like get over it you know <laughs> here have a treat relax this is cool you're gonna see this again <laughs> it's so true again the number is 888-441-9876 this is dr tim and brian i don't know Brian. i i did i've done a lot one of the things i try to do is when they come into the clinic setting and i know a lot of people struggle with with this with bringing them to the vet is that you know we all smell like dogs already? There is a number of dogs. I've all been meaning around. to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so so suddenly they walk in. Not all, but a lot of them, and you know, the R is up. They're like, okay, who is this? Where am I? What am I doing? I just saw a bunch of dogs coming in in close proximity. 
So, you know, I, I got like 20, 30 minutes where I got to get done what I got to get done. But, boy, um, those people who start, start them young, start as puppies and, and, you know, petting them and handling them. Socializing. Yeah, it really makes a huge difference. I just know. brought a client puppy back, a standard poodle. It's an older couple. They're not going to get out much. So I had the puppy for three weeks for training. I took him everywhere with me. And he was getting a little reactive around movement and noise. So I said, great, we're going to the laundromat. You know, I'm willing the basket up and down. Initially, he's like, ugh. And I'm going, this is fun. You know, laughter and really being happy and enthusiastic is incompatible with fear. Now, why couldn't the the German Shepherd owner who you saw do the same? Because this was a puppy, and I was making sure he got a lot of exposure early on, and he learned to be alone because I know once he got into back to his owners, they're not going to be doing it. I wanted a reference point. Gotcha. With the German Shepherd, she attempted to take him to puppy class. Right? And they, the, the so-called trainers, you know, he, they brought the dog there, and they go, well, he doesn't look that bad, until he went to hand her a form, and the dog went for him, and they went, oh, we're not taking him. Gotcha. So, yep. you know, they yep. tried. And the thing is, is there's no licensing in the training field. You know, there, and there are a lot of people coming into the field that don't have the chops. They haven't paid their dues. You know, they get some hot dogs and a panda cheese, and they're in business. Yet there are some good trainers around, you know. And I'll be more, Sue Carney's a terrific trainer. Terrence Kirby, terrific trainer. These are people in the Seacoast area, by the way. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. Um, I'm a terrific trainer. <laughs> <laughs> So as, as far as doing that, there are people that have deep experience that know how to handle this. And aggression is one of the most difficult problems to handle. And unless you've done, you know, a couple of hundred aggressive dogs, you shouldn't be taking it on. No, there's, there's way, there's too much. There's too much liability involved. Way too much. Well, you know what? The, the other thing here, if you mess it up, the dog pays the price. He bit again. We're going to put them down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. If you know, I, my job is to make sure that that doesn't happen, and that, like I had the conversation with the clients this morning, we're going to take them to the you know the motorcycle demo in town where there's a bunch of people and kids to see what he does. What do you have to see? You know what he's going to do. We had a session yesterday. Yeah, you know, and you know, from a from a veterinarian standpoint, when I see these dogs, it is tempting. Uh, if you go to some conferences or you read that you can use psychotropic antidepressants to help them, but the answer is no. We just I don't do it with aggression cases. Well, the answer is no. Now I will do it with you know obsessive compulsive behaviors or separation anxiety, but aggression. I but we've lost. Don't, don't even ask. We've lost the differentiation between abnormal behavior and unwanted. Let's talk about that when yeah. we get back. It's Give great. us a call at one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. You're with Great Pets Live. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings of up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code GPR10, GPR, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping. On all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. The Pet Zone. 
from Paris, New York, and around the globe. Get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. Hey, this is uh, Dr. Jim with Brian, Great Pets Radio. It's 888-441-9876. We're talking a little bit about aggression in dogs. If you own a dog that needs uh, some help, or, and you know, a lot of us do. We just, you know, we, we don't reach out. We don't think until it's too late. Um, and a lot of times, just having one or two sessions just to... You know, get yourself back up to speed and, and correct those problems is a great you, idea. You, well, we were talking earlier about uh, psychotropics, and the th- thing is, is that people believe that it's behavior in a bottle. Using any drugs, a behavior program has to go with it to change the behavior. But many times, you know, we're using drugs, and it kind of masks the behavior because a behavior protocol isn't behind it. And that is really for dogs that have an imbalance in their brain chemistry. It is not for a dog that has not been trained or socialized properly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the sad part is that it does work, and I'll be honest, it does work. Not that I've you know, prescribed Prozac for aggressive dogs, but it does work in some cases. But here's the sad part, right? The sad part is, great, so you, it works. I don't need kill comments. I don't need a trainer. I got my solution in a bottle. I just pop that Prozac once a day, and my dog's suddenly walking around, not as angry, not as anxious, not biting while things are good. Then what happens? Let's say you forget to give that medicine. Or a lot of times, Brian, what medicines, when we start off at a certain dose, guess what we need to do? Up the dosage. We need to up it. So we need to follow it along. So it, you just can't, tr- it, the, the stakes are too high to trust it. And, and quite frankly, I just don't like what it does to a lot of dogs. I don't like it, it zones them out. It makes them spacey. It, it just makes them just kind of walking around the house. But, but here, let's keep going if I could. There are some examples where it's so sad to watch the dog like, and you've witnessed these, tail chasing. Um, you know, where they're going. But that's a true imbalance. Yes. You know, as far as obsessive compulsive behavior. Yeah. That warrants medication. Um, you know, this is one that I don't see a whole lot, and thankfully because people don't do it, but it, flashlights. I mean, you can put a flashlight on the wall, and your dog, like a cat, will follow it and start chasing it. After a while, they get obsessed with it. But a lot of times i found people have developed that behavior, and also I've had dogs like that where I've trained them not to do that. Yeah. But the dogs, that cannot help themselves. That is true, obsessive-compulsive. Separation anxiety. There are some cases, and now let's back up. That term is used way too loosely. Separation anxiety dogs are not dogs that just bark when you're not, when you're not there, because a lot of dogs do that. Separation anxiety dogs, they soil the house when you're gone. They follow you everywhere. They scratch at the door. They destroy, they destroy the house. And themselves. Yeah, and if you create them, God help the dog because you cannot create. A lot of times the answer when you get these dogs with too much freedom is to create, but a true separation anxiety dog, guess what? You can't create them. They're going to hurt themselves. So, but, that, but with that, that warrants medication. You know, with a dog at that level of severity, 
Um, we're looking at possibly bringing in a veterinary behaviorist or some type of medication yeah. and working them through that. Yeah, and and when we do do that, Brian, because I have done that and I've used you, the goal the goal is to get the dog more comfortable, to, to get that behavior gonzo, but the, really the goal is as well is to get off of the medication because sometimes the medication does help in the initial training process. So whether it's six months or eight months, it's helped sometimes. Okay, this is the best way I can explain this, the way I use medication under you know, supervision of a veterinarian, whether it's you or somebody else. Um, when dogs have an episode with separation anxiety, what happens is there's a chemical download in the brain and in the system itself. As they get start practicing that and they're getting worse and it's getting more intense and it's not being interrupted, that chemical download happens faster and more intense. It's like working a muscle, and this is the wrong muscle that they're working. So where before it would take 30 seconds for them to react, now it's 0.3 seconds. Mm -hmm. What medication will do will prevent the dog from escalating because one of these things with these dogs is they cannot calm themselves. Once they get upset, they're upset, they're upset, I'm really upset, I'm really up, And now they're in a frenzy and they cannot get out of it. Medication will help to, you know, it, slow it down. And, and to, the, you know, to the benefit of so many people who I've met along the, the years, especially up here since practicing in the Seacoast, is so many people really exercise their dogs. And I can't tell you enough how much exercise just takes that, that anxiety away. You know, whether it's a good long hike or running with your dog, it really helps. I mean, if you, if you just feed them, put them back in the house, head out. Or let them out in the backyard by themselves. That it, is not exercise. That is not exercise. Also, dogs are territorial. And the more time they spend in the house in the backyard, the more territorial they become. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I saw this, and this is a good one. I'm going to put you on task on this one. You ready? Surprise me. I have tips tied to, the, the, I read this, tied to... Uh, chewing catastrophes. If I get a little puppy or often a younger dog who's had, you know, a lot of vomiting episodes, we always think there could be a foreign body because younger labs, everything goes in right. the mouth, right? Okay. So here, this is what the, um, this is what they told us to prevent it. And, and, and we're, we're missing one, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to get it. You ready? The first one is prevention. So you can avoid the trip to the emergency room by taking some extra time to pet-proof your house. Okay. So secure your garbage. Right. You agree with that? Yes? Yeah. All right. So things like put the toys away, watch out for tinsel, you know, buttons or whatever that is. The next, provide an alternative. I like that, right? Yeah. Sure. They have lots of toys and interactive toys. Sure. So yeah. if they're getting into something, then give them what they should have. Right. You like that? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Third one, supervision. So I read in a great book once. It was called Good Owners, Great Dogs. Sure. It said if you can't watch, if you can't, uh, watch them, create them in the beginning, right? Right. Think of a three-year-old in the, with a knife. You don't leave him in the living room say, be good, I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> well, okay. So anyway, so we have supervision. Great idea. If you can't watch them create them, an idea that you gave me once, which was walk around the house with them while you're home with the dog. Put a leash on them so you guys just go for a walk. You're going to sit down, you'll sit down together. You've got to go to the bathroom, both of you guys go in there together. But you're together. You right, can supervise. But you, 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 you get the puppy. We, I just went... Oh, there we go. You get the puppy used to the house. Yes. All right, which makes a huge difference. Um, also, you get to practice your obedience work as you're doing other stuff. It's Why separate it? Right. Life is busy. Tie the puppy to after you take the puppy out and it's empty. 
then put it on the leash with you. It learns to walk on the leash when you say sit. You can reward it for sitting, whether it's treat or praise, or if you have to enforce it, which we have in My Smart Puppy, and that DVD on how to enforce that, which is nicely. It's not a correction. But, you know, that whole concept of having the dog walk with you around the house can be is great for a 14-week-old puppy, and it's great for a... Uh, you know, a 10-year-old dog. Hey, Dr. Jim, I practice what I preach. I had that poodle, lock, you know, tied to me for three weeks. Yeah. And the thing is, his household manners are impeccable. He's not jumping on counters. He's not going up taking food off tables. If you tell him to sit or down or come, he does it, leave it, he does it, and th- I got to practice it with him. So uh, those who are listening at home, one of the things, you know, as someone once said, you know, let's teach the dog to be a follower and not a leader. And the way that you can teach him to be a follower is to follow you around the house. It's a great concept, and I'm telling you, within a short period of time, you'll see changes. Why? Because you're going to see the bad behavior, and you can help him. Yeah, right, and you're going to be working with him, so you yeah. can prevent the bad behavior from developing. I know. I what will. else? All right, here's the, here's the last one. Regular exercise, and that's me. I'm huge on a lot. Of, so many of these dogs that you just take them out, get them running, you know. And yeah, just, but if we're talking relax. about puppies, you, one, especially with the giant breeds, you don't want a lot of right. hard running with them. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. But exercise in general is good. Right. You can throw a ball for the puppy. Puppies go up, and they down, they sleep, they wake Ten up. Ten minutes, they're done. Yeah. But, so... So I read this, and I said, well, this is very interesting. So this will keep dogs and cats out of chewing catastrophes, which, you know, we could, which is a trip to the vet, and maybe we've got to pull something out of the intestines. However, I think they're missing one very important one, aren't they? Something called the leave-it command? Oh, that's teaching them what it means. But, but, can yes. you, but isn't that important? Not only you? leave it, but out. Yeah, but let's talk about that, because you get a dog walking around the house who's, who is suddenly going for this. Can't you just teach the dog... Or let me take it to the very, next. Very easy way to teach this. You get an innocuous article or a toy. All right? You show it to the puppy. He goes to take it. You tell him, leave it. Slight forward body motion. You wait for that hesitation. Give him a reward. After a while, you practice that two or three times. You put the toy on the floor. You tell him, leave it. He looks at you. You give him a reward. Now we start going, okay, now I understand what leave it means. Oftentimes when you first get a dog, the first, you know, you'll probably say the word leave it, you know, 300 times. You can say it say not, two thousand not, not, times, but not like consecutively. Say it, you know, say it once. But but in general, it's a it's one of my favorite commands because you're basically saying to the dog, "That's not yours. Leave it." Caveat here, right? But you, you have to teach them what it means. Yeah. Because what people do is they walk up and they think there's a computer chip up this puppy's butt, and they can go, "Okay, leave it," and he should understand it. They don't. I know. So I'm going to take this over to the to to a little caveat on this one, and that is, let's say that there's a cat in the house. So how do you teach the dog to, like, stop harassing or chasing the cat? Body blocking. We have it in the My Smart Puppy book and DVD. There's a Barnes & Noble. Then the DVD is in the back of the book, or you can get them at the Great Bay Animal Hospital. Okay. You have the DVD there. Learn how to body block. And my attitude with the cat, nobody else can come in my house and chase my cat. The dog's on the list. Oh, I don't know. I might be able to get away with it for a couple of minutes. Uh, maybe you a couple of minutes. <laughs> you can catch me. <laughs> hey, it's Dr. Jim and Brian at Great Pets Radio. 888-441-9876. Don't make me buy a taser. And we'll be back after this message. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. 
Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and the author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash great pets. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash great pets for your free audiobook. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Jim, Great Pets Radio with Brian Kilcommons. We are here for the remainder of the hour. We are live. Uh, speaking of live, Brian, I want, mind if I rant for a bit here? <laughs> like I have a choice. You know, like you don't rant. <laughs> these are one of these things that, you know, so much of what veterinarians do every day, we are not about vaccinations. As a matter of fact, if anything, over the years, vaccinating your pets has become really secondary to what we do to improve the longevity and health of our pets to the point where now um, because we as an entity and profession spoke up that the manufacturers of the vaccines are now agreeing with the veterinarians to say hey guess what I guess it does last three years and not every year now the most important vaccine that we have that is is a state law is rabies you got to keep them updated on rabies that is one vaccine you just can't put off you know, you know what? Mm. The thing is, you can put it off, but rabies is a hundred percent fatal. Well, so you know, you can get you know shots for it and everything else, but if you miss it, you're dead. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the, here's my take on it. The 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 states, in particular New Hampshire as well, basically follow what the uh, labeled vaccinations duration is. So if it's a three-year vaccine, they will say, okay, we say it's a three-year vaccine, which is great. But the problem is, if you go beyond that, and if your dog suddenly shows up un- what considered an unvaccinated dog for rabies, and it all shows any type of neurological um, issues, you know, sometimes we are in a forced position to, you know, and there's always conversation with the state to say, what, is, what should I be doing here? But sometimes we're in a forced position to euthanize because the only way that they're going to say, it, because the public health, you know, issue is so high, we have to euthanize to make sure that they're not, uh, you know, rabies positive dogs, which a lot of times they're not. But why put yourself in that position? Because all we have to do is keep the rabies current. Where are you going with this? All right, where am I going with this is this. I, 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 there is a new national pet vaccination initiative that's online from one of these online entities. And 
they are telling you that they can not only show you how to administer the vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. But they can, which is for a lot of people, you know, the thought of a needle. There are enough people that walk in and turn their head when they see a needle. A lot of people just don't like to deal with them. What do you do with them afterwards? Just tell, you know, let's go through this, and then I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Because I'm not a veterinarian. I don't have an axe to grind here. I'm not trying to make more money, more money. Well, I and I'm not saying that you are because you don't practice this like that. This isn't about money. Thank you. This is about so, – so what they're trying to do is that I think they're, they're kind of praying into the economy, so to speak. And they say that. They say with tough economic times, some people have to choose to forego unnecessary, you know, necessary things. And your solution is you can get the vaccines from us really inexpensive. And guess what? We're going to show you how to give it. We'll give you a video that shows you how to do it. So, and then the second item was the inconvenience, because traveling, and I quote, traveling to the veterinarian's office can be a hassle, especially when your pet is afraid to go. So your solution, vaccinate at home with our simple how-to video. Well, here's the thing, Brian. You know, we didn't go to school for four years and then some at Tufts to learn how to give a vaccination. This is not what it's all about. That in now to their credit, at the very end they do say, well, we do recommend that annual visit to the vet. Just a small little print at the very end. We are not vaccination. That's not all we do. The importance of that annual exam is vital. And I'm telling you, when these dogs, especially they're, these golden retrievers, start getting eight or nine, they don't live long they, enough. There, there are other issues here. They can't. So I, I look at this and I say, my gosh, I am not going to train Mrs. Smith on how to give a vaccination at home. Number two, it is so important for me to get my hands on that dog, you know, once a year at least. So that, because guess what I'll pick up, Brian? I'm going to pick up tumors, cancer. I'm going to pick up a bad heart murmur. Lyme disease, thyroid. So I just when I read this, I'm, it just kind of it makes me uh, you a know little what? bit frustrated. It, it, it sounds reasonable, but if we're going to go on this uh, bent... You know, are we going to start having people vaccinate their children? Because what what's the difference? You can buy the vaccine online, line Johnny up, and pop him in the arm. Right. You know, what's the big deal? You know, this, so as far as doing that with your dog, I handle way too many dogs, Jim. I would, you know, the, the, but, but we there are to... state laws also on who's allowed to have hypodermic needles. So if you're in a state that it's illegal... You know, you can go, well, I'm using it for my dog. They go, well, it's against the law. You know, we go from pediatric to geriatric in eight years. Right. So it's worth it to come in once a year. And I know that some dogs, it's un- they're uncomfortable to do it. But you know what? Talk with your vet because we can make it a fun experience. Yeah, you but know? if you're giving your dog, your dog or cat their own inoculations... Who's keeping a record of it? Can you go in there to, to if something happens with the vet and goes, it's not inoculated? Oh, yes, it is. I did it. When? Oh, about uh, six, seven months ago. We can't. We can't. We can't the, the, follow the, that. You know. Yeah. So it's, I'm not comfortable with this. And I've given enough. You know, I work assisted in vet offices. I know how to give shots. If I, I have something that you know, if they're up on inoculations, I want to take them in. Listen, check their, check their temperature, check their teeth. This is what's going on. Wyatt's getting older and he's getting ouchy. You know, we just got to notice that they're up due for uh, their inoculations. I, I'm not going to skip that. You know, I just think it's kind of old school thinking to think to equate veterinarian with shots. I'm going to bring him in for his shots every year. Well, guess what? We're not giving shots every year to some of these vaccines. Right, but the other thing that 
uh, I'm uncomfortable with here. They're saying we're doing it for convenience, so it's so inconvenient to go to the vet. Well, the, the dog needs or cat needs to be seen by the vet at least once a year with what you're saying. But these guys are selling the vaccines. So they're making money. They're not doing this on an altruistic basis. You got it. And if you go to give you your dog it. a shot and it turns around and bites you, are they liable? How about this? How about if they have a vaccine reaction? That's even more fun. Well, they're not fun. And that's, you know, so much. we do so much more than vaccines. I think most people who are listening know that. But don't fall into this trap of saying, this is, you know, when you are in cutback mode, how can we save money to do this? Because it's not a good idea. So what happens when a dog or a cat has a vaccine reaction? Well, you know, thankfully, I don't see it in... in um, in uh, cats as much as we do in dogs. But in dogs, we generally see two types. The first type would be you just kind of get facial swelling. They kind of balloon out in the face. And, um, it, you know, a lot of times we'll treat that with antihistamines, something less benign, you know, benign than other products. But that vaccination uh, reaction can lead to a serious life-threatening one. And that's where they go into hypovolemic shock, they have their chins on the ground, their their blood pressure just drops to the all the way down. And look, I remember talking to one lady who called after a vaccine reaction years ago, and I said, "Where is your dog's chin?" She said, "He's outside." She said, "Oh, Doctor Jim, you told me to call if he throws up." And he's throwing up. I said, "Where's his chin? It's on the ground. Get him in." So, vaccine reactions are not frequent, but when we see him, I'm telling you, you're gonna thank God that you got a vet there you know, to, to take care of them. Well, there's more to this. We'll be talking about this when we get back. Give us a call at one 441 9876 Hey, boy, how you doing? <coughs> what am I doing? <coughs> I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. (coughs) No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. (coughs) No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity. And friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. <coughs> Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here! <coughs> create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKinnon with Brian Kilcommons. On a beautiful Sunday, uh, Sunday morning still. Yeah, and we have the Queen of Kachiko on. Good morning, Karen. Hello. 
Each week we have Karen Collin from Kachiko Valley Humane Society, and she often talks to us about a pet that has tickled her fancy for the week to see if we can't get it adopted. And what do you got this morning for us, Karen? Um, we have two five-year-old pugs, actually. It's a little duo this time. Oh, nice. Um, M and Teddy, and they're just wonderful. Say the names again. M and Teddy. M and Teddy. And are they, they've already been together for the last five years? Yes, they're siblings, actually. So they should be adopted as a pair? Um, I think for their benefit, they would actually do better. Um, they seem to look for each other in the kennel. They're pretty happy to be snuggled up. So, hey, did, yeah. did Blue ever get adopted? He did. Oh, how nice. Just a couple weekends ago. How, yeah, he's how, doing wonderfully. He's adjusting well? He's doing really well. He's going to classes right now. Um, he's getting some social skills by going to the park, and he's just doing good that's great karen congratulations yeah. well listen i'm going to go on record i think i've already said this the, the pugs are one of my favorite breeds and if you can get two and they're friends two boys or a boy and a girl two boys two boys mm-hmm. terrific yep, they're happy little guys they're good with kids cats other dogs keep going keep going great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's um, so many good things to say about pugs <laughs> and on uh, the 26th september yeah. Yep, Sunday, September 26th at Henry Law Park. We will have our um, Paws in the Park dog walk. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year, and it's from 10 to 4. How's it shaping up? People signing up? We're doing good. Um, we have first giving accounts. People are making their own accounts online, and that seems to be uh, a winner there. Can, how do people do that? You know, I'm not very computer savvy, but I believe you can just click on our computer and do it. <laughs> Get on your website. Yep, right on our website. You can get on a little link there, and it tells you what to do. This is one of the larger, uh, if not the largest, uh, fundraiser for you guys, correct? Mm-hmm. So it if, is, if, yep. pe- if people out there really want to help out for this for Kachiko Valley, this is one event. All we're asking for is to walk your dog, donate a little yep. bit of money, come out and walk your dog, and it's a nice little social time for you. Or get it sponsored. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of businesses in Dover that would be happy to sponsor you walking your dog. Mm-hmm. Henry Law Park, September 26th. At what time? Before. Ten to four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to be yakking down there. I'm going to be working with some shelter dogs. So yeah, at uh, twelve thirty, I believe we have a open venue in the middle of the park for you. Yeah, so we're going to be doing some fun stuff. That's great, Karen. All right, so the dogs' names are what again? M and Teddy. M and Teddy, and. Uh, on behalf of Canine Chaos, one of our uh, sponsors for the show, if you get a dog from Kachiko, guess what? It gets a free grooming at Canine Chaos. So you can pick up your dog and you can bring it over to Canine Chaos and it will get all spoofed up. Excellent. Great place to go for a new pet. <laughs> Karen, thanks for the call. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Okay. Take care, Karen. Bye. I just love those dogs, Brian. I, mean, I just love pugs. They're so happy. I can deal with the noises, but they're just so fun. They are. Oh. They're, they're little clowns. They are. <laughs> I have one right now at the animal hospital that... It, he just it just looks at you just like what are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Now? What are we gonna do now? <laughs> Those big eyes that look at you it looks like a baby. But you know, you know, in tough economic times, a lot of times we don't have as much to give that we can. But if you can give for this uh, this event, this is the largest fundraiser, and if you can participate in any way, that would be great. Great. Listen, we're winding down. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. You've been listening to the Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.